Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 59 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post-match reaction of Lazio Inter, which finishes 2-0 to the visitors. Goals from Lautaro Martinez in the 40th minute and Marcus Duram in the 66th. Manuel Lazzari gets himself sent off in the 86th minute for descent. And Inter are four points clear of the table. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. And Johnny, I just tweeted this out. You have uh, criticism coming in to Inter after the rotation that happened against Sociedad, possibly costing us first place. You have injuries going on, and what are we going to do in the transfer market? You have our rivals dropping points this weekend. You have a fixture against Lazio away, which is a fixture that has given us problems in recent years. Lazio being a round of 16 side in the Champions League. The critics were licking their lips, waiting for a slip up. And I have one question for you, Johnny. With this performance, did this team show that they have the minerals? <laughs> this club has the minerals, bro. I mean, they got the minerals, they got the ingredients, they got the components, they got it all. Um, honestly, the mental mentality, the mental strength, the mental sorry. mentality, mental yep. mentality. Look at that. Even I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The <laughs> mental strength that we saw from this squad, like the first half, really, Lazio was taking it to us. Um, and it was really like a bend, don't break, and they did not break. And then, you know, the one slip up. Lautaro was able to pounce on it and make them play. And I think that just broke Lazio. I really do. I think that was it that just kind of took all the wind out of their sails and forced them to kind of just almost concede like even a draw, in all honesty. I saw no fight from them after that instance, and, and we kind of were able to take control. So in years past, this would not have been the situation, especially with Inzaghi, you know, under under him being the manager. Uh, but my goodness, the maturity that I've seen from this squad, the, they're just... They're monsters now. They really are. It has to be said, like, this was, this feels like a huge, huge win. I, I, I really enjoyed the game today, despite the fact that, you know, Lazio did um, have some, some good possession and some good opportunities there in the first half. But I really, really enjoyed the, the game today, mostly because I feel like Inter's dom- dominance this year has almost, has almost like, angered everyone everyone like they they are just waiting on us to slip up and you can even hear it in the the commentary um the english commentary on paramount plus where they were really really talking up what lazio was doing in the first half and it's it was very average to me it was a lot of shots that were you know coming off of inter defenders and it it wasn't that incisive like it wasn't that threatening but it's almost like we've been so dominant that you have to talk up the opponents having any sort of success against the side because it's just like we've been able to smack everyone around it was kind of uh it was a little annoying but you know i i didn't think that they had threatened us as badly as the commentary almost made it seem yeah it was it was it was honestly painful to listen to because the, the bias was so clear in these these announcers. And uh, 
it's almost like they were hoping something would go wrong or that, you know, a penalty would have been called and, and stuff like, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, to be honest. And it was it was really disappointing because you would hope, you know, announcers would be able to keep their biases aside and be able to, to call a professional game and, and just kind of make, uh, you know, I used to love when, when BN Sport would call games because you would never really hear the bias. Like, honestly, for the longest time, I didn't even know Bonetti was a Milan fan when he would call games for them because... You just couldn't tell. Even the derbies, you really could not tell that he was a Milanista. So I wish we can go back to those days where you had that level of professionalism and and, and biases didn't really overtake the match and kind of just ruin it. I, I had to mute it actually for a little bit. Yeah. No, I did the same thing. It was it was tough to listen to. But regardless, you know, I think it's important for Indarisi to remember we're we're not on the pitch by ourselves, right? There's another team that's on the pitch. There's another team that trains all week for these games. There's there's good players in that side. Sadi's a good tactician. It's not always going to look smooth. We're we're playing away from home. Like, you know, look at our our form away from home this year, undefeated, undefeated, and it, it does show a mentality and a a maturity that you know Nima had had posted after the game is indicative of what is a, a third the third year of a project that we have with Inzaghi and this team is really really coming through Lazio is sitting in I'm just looking at the table right now Lazio is sitting in 11th place on 21 points I had them finishing fourth this year Yikes. um yeah we heaped a lot of uh a lot of misery on them tonight but they've heaped a lot of misery on us in the past and um you know I'm we're obviously happy to come away with the three points and the other thing that's important to consider about this match is we have games against Lecce and Genoa coming up, right? And, you know, sometimes we play down to the level of our opponents. So it was really important that we walked away with a three points so that, you know, if there is a slip up that comes um, against one of those teams, it's it's better that we're taking points off of uh, the tougher opponents in Serie So there's less of a chance of us of us having slip ups. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I really don't think that this team, and I'm sure I'll be wrong at some point in the season with this, but I don't really don't see them slipping up. I think that they have the mentality that this is the the objective, that this is what we have to do. That's why they were really like able, willing to just kind of be willy-nilly the last two games in, in the Champions League because the goal is the second star. Um, I think they know the importance of that. I think they know the pressure that they have on themselves, not just you know um, the players, but manager upper management you know they all know that this is this is the goal and this is what must be done so i think that um i, I don't really foresee any it or really many if any slip-ups coming up i think that they know what they have to do they are able to rotate um wingbacks midfielders defenders i mean we see bisek put in a, a fantastic performance so I, I think really the goal should be to just find somebody for the right wing and maybe a four or one of the two has to come in January, I think. Um, and yeah. I think that'll just solidify our stance in, in, in winning the league. I don't know why the so much of the conversation has been about the right wing back when for me the, the clearer need is, is in attack. I guess uh, those rumors of Alexis being offloaded to Saudi are not really... Um, coming to fruition so I guess we're going to ride it out with them which I think is a huge mistake but regardless um, let's get into this first half so Lazio did did have more of the ball they they enjoyed a lot of possession against us which again it's you're playing two sides of the coin here you can be playing really well by 
being defensively solid. Was there any, I know for me, I felt really calm throughout that process because I was just seeing a lot of, you know, not incisive passing. I, I wasn't seeing anything that was really dangerous. I was seeing a lot of balls that were getting pinged off of Acerbi and Dimash and Bastoni and so forth. Were you nervous at all during that that spell of possession for Lazio where they looked dangerous or um, you know, were you sort of calm that they weren't really threatening? Honestly, I felt a little calm for the most part. Um, I didn't think that they were much of a threat. I thought that we kind of had good leadership in the back end. I think Achebe was 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 very solid himself, Bisek, like I said. Um, and then with a guy like Sommer, who is such a professional goalkeeper, and he is very in control on the back end. Like I, I don't think he misread a ball, misplayed a ball. I think he really had everything covered. Um, even with the the opportunity with there was a cross, a beautiful ball played into Immobile that he was was just out of his reach. I really think that um, you know that Sommer had that covered, and I, I was not really too worried. I knew an opportunity would come for us. I didn't think it would come from a mistake from Lazio like that, but I knew there would be whether it be coming hitting them on the counter or something that, that we would have a chance to um to be able to score first. It's amazing the way we did, even the composure that Lautaro showed, but I was never really um, worried for any of their attacking. I, there was maybe one shot that was put on, on Summer that had me a little little worried, but he made the save. So, In terms of the style of play in the first half, something that I think that we did really well was there were two things that I think we did really well. The first is our pressing from the forwards was really, really good. Their ability to cut off passing lanes and their ability to get stuck in the tackles is like those two as a partnership. It's not just the devastation in terms of the goals that they scored. They both got on the score sheet, by the way, today. Turam with his third straight game scoring. Lauti with his 15th or 16th goal in, in Serie A. Um, actually surpassing Vieri and Milito for most goals, most goals scored in a calendar year. He has a few more to get to uh, to pass Nyers and Meazza and so forth. But it's not just the goal scoring from them. It's the pressing, and that's where the goal came from. Um, walk us through what you saw on that goal, and uh, if if Lautaro showed something on that goal that's been a little different from, uh, from previous years. Yeah, I mean, I thought he read the play perfectly. He really did. The ball was passed back by Marusic, and he came out like he like he was shot out of a cannon the way he ran onto that ball, and it was almost like a perfect like through ball to him, the way he played that, and to have the composure to not only dribble it around Provedel, but he's also nipping at his heels, had his head up, was looking on goal, had a pretty poor touch, like a heavy touch, I should say, it was able to get it around uh, Hila and put it in. I, I was. To be honest, a, a part of me thought that he was going to mess it up. Me too. Um, and the way that he was just really able to just be that composed and have that, I mean, great finish, really. Like, I mean, especially after the heavy touch, you would expect him to kind of maybe muff the, the kick in, in goal. Nope. He was able to really put it perfectly over Gila. Um, I forgot who the other guy was. It might have been Casale coming in on the second part. Yeah. I thought Casale might clear it. <clears throat> and... um no, per- I mean, perfect. Just perfection. And that's the kind of attitude you want from a striker who's, one, and on, on form the way he is. And two, I mean, you want him to have that killer instinct in the box. You don't want him to... Even though part of me was saying, hey, pass it. You got Taram, you got Taram, you got Taram. 
no, 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 no. He, he did the right thing um, and finished it himself. I mean, hats off to him, really, like, beautifully played. I can't really, you know, say anything else about it. It was, it was truly per- perfection. Uh, literally, so many things could have gone wrong to negate a goal, and the composure to handle that situation was was amazing. Well, that's exactly the kind of growth that I'm talking about. Like typically Louthy in the past, as soon as he started to mess up the control, like he would try to overcompensate for, for that mistake. Maybe, you know, try to turn into the middle of the park or, you know, just try to get it back under control. But as soon as he started to lose his grip on the ball, he was like, all right, put it on goal. Um, and it was a perfect little dink into the bottom corner. And it's also, you know, the part that's really impressive about it is that, it was coming during a moment of, you know, Inter Inter didn't have the foothold in the game in terms of like we are in control, right? We were from a defensive standpoint, we weren't being overly threatened, but it's that kind of goal that like completely shifts the momentum and Lauti once again um, you know, shows that that his his being elevated to the captaincy is something that has really worked out. Um one of the other things in the first half that I really noticed as well was be, they are not hesitating to play through Bisek, number one. And number two, Bisek is not hesitating to progress that ball up the field. Like whether it's in terms of his passing, it's not always just the safe play. Like he is looking to make something happen, which I really like from a 22-year-old kid, 23-year-old kid, you love to see that he has the confidence of like, I'm going to try something here. I'm going to play a ball into Duram or I'm going to play a ball into Barela separating from his marker in the midfield. Like I'm going to try to make something happen. And then also when he starts running with the ball, he's gliding past people and he's tough to bring down. Like he's, his physicality is just, I, I'm just so impressed with the kid. And I kept thinking like, he is playing as well as Pavard was prior to the injury. Like defensively, spotless, and zero hesitation from the kid on bringing the ball up the pitch. When he's on the so- on the edge of the box, like he can play a ball. He's not inept with his feet. I'm just I'm just very impressed with the kid, uh, and I thought he was a real factor in that first half. Yeah, no, 100% agree with you. Um... It feels like that they they feel more comfortable playing through the right side with him. Honestly, uh, I feel like we had more attacking plays, at least in the first half, through the right than we did with Bastoni on the left. Um, you know, at, at times I wanted Darmian to drop back and play right center back and let Bisek play right wing back because he just seemed more willing to attack and 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 drive the drive play on the right side. Which, I mean, listen, both I think both he and Darmian can can interchange that way you have that ability given both of their strengths so i mean yeah no it's i'm so glad to see his growth and the fact that um inzaghi is showing faith in him you know you you, we haven't seen that really from him in the past with younger players especially ones who've never really had experience in Serie A. so really to, to come from the danish league and be able to to start big games not not against you know a Cremonese or something, you know, weak like that. I know they're not in Serie A anymore. I'm just saying, um, yeah. you know, that, that you were throwing him out there against Alazio. That shows that shows faith, and that show. I mean, granted, I know part of it has to do with injuries, but also like he still could have played Darmian there and found another person to maybe put on the right side. You know, like if he really didn't have faith in him, he would have found a way to not get him in the lineup. So, um, 
I'm really happy with that. I'm glad that he doesn't seem to be like a guy that we're going to be loaning out. I think that he, you know, will be staying um, because he's shown that he can handle this this pressure and and perform for the, with this club. And it also helps. Like I think that it's better to have a young player be in the system, to be around professionals like an Achebe, like a Darmian, who are going to help in his growth and be able to 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 give him, you know tips and, and tricks that will really help his development. Whereas if he goes to, let's say, I don't know, a Torino, who, who, yeah. we don't know what he's being taught. We don't know who he's going to be learning from, you know? So uh, I think sometimes it's better. Yes, playtime is definitely important for you, these young guys, but sometimes I think it's better to have them in-house and learn from, one, the manager they're going to be playing under, and two, other people who understand the league and have been successful for many, many years. Your point has been proven by just what Bisek looked like early on in his performances to what he looks like now, which is like he's he obviously has been learning and growing and developing. Does a performance like this give you the confidence that if Inter doesn't pull the trigger on a signing on the right, whether it's a center back like Jalo or whether it's a right wing back like Buchanan or Mazzocchi or anything like that, are you confident given you know what we've seen from Bisek that we can roll out with Pavard Bisek manning the center back position on the right and Darmian Dumfries manning the right wing back yeah no I, I would be like I mean don't get me wrong I would be happy if, if Jalo came in because I think that that's that's just another feather in your cap of of, of of players who can play I also think that with his his pace that if you put him in the center you know let's say you want to rest in Achebe or you want to rest the because um, obviously, you, I mean, I don't think Achebe be staying after this year. Maybe I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think that the goal is to get younger, and a guy like Jalo could be could be a huge help. And a, and I think it would be better for him to get accustomed to the league now. Especially, you know, maybe we have who knows? Maybe by the time he comes in in January, maybe we have a seven point cushion. You know, you could afford to to let him play against a, a weaker side and and get comfortable with the league, get comfortable with his teammates. Um, but even if they decide not to and decide to maybe focus on the forward, I think that we're still in a position where we'd be fine. So, you know, it, it, it's really going to come down to, to what, you know, the conversations between Marotta and, and you know, Auxilio and Inzaghi have because, yeah, they, they know best what, what the team needs and where we're short. I, I hope they recognize just how inept our, our forward depth is and, and how really, like, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not that I wanted to see Arnatovic fail by any means. Um but it, it wasn't a wise investment. Um, and we, we went over this last time, but you know, I think that you need to bring in someone who can have an impact off the bench, score a big goal, um, can also fill in and, and be rotating because we're going to get to the point here. January is going to be a busy month, really. You know, you're going to have Coppa Italia. You're going to have um, the league. And then February, Coppa Italia, league, Champions League. You know, I mean, unless we decide to just punt the Coppa Italia, which I'm okay with, like I don't need that trophy to be quite honest I, I think you need to preserve your your team as much as you can um and who knows you know maybe if we don't win it i'd be more than happy to see tiago mota win it with bologna somehow if you know if they're able to go on a run there so um but yeah with all in all seriousness like i think it's important to focus on the two big ones which is the Serie A title and champions league i don't i don't we've already won two straight coppa italias we don't have to win a third you know yeah sure would it be nice but yeah, and with all those matches, like Alexis and Arnatovic should should be getting a lot of minutes and imagine that there's, you know, knock on wood, imagine if one of our top two is unavailable to play those minutes, like then you're in a real you're in a real spot. But anyway, 
that's a conversation that I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be having a lot uh, over this January period. One of the concerns that I had with that first half was: Did you notice how all of Lazio's danger, from Genduzzi to Felipe Anderson to even where Immobile was receiving the ball in the box, all of it was coming down Dimash and Bastoni's side? It was the left-hand side that they were assaulting. And again, like I said earlier, it wasn't anything particularly dangerous, but are you at all concerned with how easy it was to sort of bypass those two? I know Bastoni's been out for a while, but is there how are you feeling about what you saw from the first half in terms of of, you know, where Lazio was dangerous? Yeah, I'm not feeling great. Um and that's always been a concern of mine was I feel like they're both very weak defensively. Uh, you know, yes, for, for all the, the good that Bastoni does in progressing play, crossing balls, passing, I, I've i seen a regression since Perisic left. And I've said it, you know, that I thought that Perisic really covered a lot of his um, weaknesses really in defense. You know, Perisic was very good at tracking back. He was very good at defending, good at heading. Uh, Di Marco struggles with, with really a lot of that. Um, and I don't know, it's because he was reliant on Perisic to kind of cover for those things, to allow him to be able to move forward. Or if there's just something missing in his game, you know, that maybe that's not a strength of his and maybe it never will be. Who knows? Maybe we'll see at one point Bastoni moves into like a defensive midfielder role where he's like a deep-lying playmaker or something. Um, because he, I, I'm i of the mindset where I don't really need my my center backs to be strong on the ball. I need them to be strong in tackling, strong in, in, in the air, strong in defending. It's yes, it's it's great to have guys who can play the ball and can deliver, you know, cross field passes. But like, I need you to be able to stop and and you could see, like you said, that they were exploding that side and they were trying to to attack them specifically. They knew not to. I mean, they didn't even bother with Darmian and Bisek really. The times they did, it got stopped really before it could even get to the eighteen. Um, so I mean, yeah, hats off to Sadi for for understanding our weakness. Um, but hats off to the the guys like Acherbi and. And uh, and really Chala sometimes too um, in defending back there to kind of prevent them from being able to exploit that. The only reason that I bring it up is because looking ahead to the potential Champions League fixtures that we have, that's the side that, you know, Saka plays on. That's the side that, you know... Voted, I'm, I'm, not just, worried no, about, no. I'm not worried about Arsenal. I'm saying, I'm just saying there are really good players, you know, Foden if it's City, Rodrigo if it's Real Madrid, Sane and Coleman if it's uh if it's Bayern, right? And it's not it's not like talking about, oh, we're in trouble. It's more so you could see that being a a, a part of the pitch that our opponents are gonna want to exploit if Bastoni is not able to sort of get his head out of his ass on the defensive side of of the ball. And DiMarco providing some sort of help um closing down spaces and so forth you know what i mean no yeah no, i get what you're saying okay first half uh one nothing to inter we head into uh the second period and i thought the second half period talking talking to hockey right now second half where uh i thought we were like i i didn't sense any danger from lazio i thought we were in complete control um and uh eventually turam gets on the score sheet there's a breakaway. Barella plays the perfect ball. Turam puts it in the back of the net. 
his third game in a row, third Serie A game in a row with a goal. Is Marcos Turam a full-fledged goal scorer now? I don't know if I would say a full-fledged goal scorer, but I definitely think that he can chip in with a timely goal and and he can get, you know, go on these streaks himself. Um, you know, he I think that's a part of his game that needs to develop a little bit more, but we are seeing improvements obviously. Uh, that finish was was beautiful himself, you know, to 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 put it in on his weak foot. Um you know, some people are like, oh, well, the defender touched it. In my opinion, listen, yeah, Craig, he touched it, but it was it was still going in. Like, if he's not there, it's going in no problem anyway. So, you know, I, I don't understand when people try to throw that out there. Like, oh, you know, the defender did get a leg on it, whatever. I mean, the, the ball was going in. So, like... The definition of an own goal is, like, if it was only put into the it was only put into the net um, on a ball a that defender. was... Yeah. Exactly. Like, if the ball is on target, that's, that's yeah, a goal. Then it's then it's a goal, so... Um. Yeah. No. I think. I think that once he really gets that that part of his game to be fully elite, I mean, yeah. Then I'll say he's like a full fledged goal scorer. Right now, we're seeing obviously an improvement. Um, last year, I think he finished with eleven goals in all competitions for for Munchen Gladbach. Um, or maybe it was eleven in the league. Regardless, like, he, yeah, like you know, not not a, not as high as you would want from from a striker. Now he's a second striker, really, with with Inter, so it's he's not really relied upon, but he is chipping in and he's doing it both sides, you know, whether it's scoring goals himself, providing assists. Um, I love it. I think that, you know, that ball that was played to him by Darmian in the first half that he brought down beautifully. Over the top. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that was just blocked by Casale. I mean, who knows? That could have been two goals for him, you know. So um He's getting there. He really is. I think I'm not I'm not quite ready to call him a full fledged goal scorer, but he's on the cusp. Yeah, and it was also a really crucial goal because one minute beforehand, Luis Alberto had summed into the match. This is a, a guy that, you know, if you've watched Serie A in the past five, six years, you know just how dangerous he is. And uh, that second goal really took the the wind out of Lazio's sails. At that point, it became less about, you know, their patterns of play and really trying to affect Inter and more so they were getting stuck into tackles and just like, you know, trying to to make it more of an ugly game. In the 70th minute, you have Augusto comes in for Di Marco. Fratesi comes on for Barella. They really, you know, hold the ship down um, for the rest of the match. And, you know, it finishes 2 nothing. There was a, a Lazzari red card that it wasn't off of a foul. It was because he, he told the ref to go fuck himself, um, which, you know, that's it worked out for us. We've seen uh, we've seen that happen in the past. Um, Arnautovic came I on. I just hope he gets a two-game suspension. A two-game suspension? I mean, that's what Bastoni got for saying the same thing. So oh, there true. better be consist. There better be consistency in the league. You know, like that's true. That's true. Um, we also, I think, well, we could touch on this later. Uh, Arnautovic comes in for Turam in the seventy-eighth, uh, and then the game finishes out with uh, Aslani and Klassen coming in for Lautaro and Chalonoglu in the eighty-ninth minute. Six minutes of added time, and that's it. That's the game. Inter was not threatened, um, and they put away their chances, and they were clinical, which feels like a different story than definitely a different story than the Inter from last year, uh, closer to the Inter that we saw in the first year of Inzaghi, but with a little extra in terms of the clinical finishing, um, and now this team is is four points clear, so. Let's go ahead and start talking about some of these players. We'll start from back to front. Somer, we touched on a little bit in that first half. Good saves. 
Uh, why don't you tell me about what you saw from him today? Yeah, I mean, great saves, great distribution, in my opinion. He had a few balls that were threaded on the ground. I mean, uh, the more I watch him play, uh, you know, it's funny. Bayern fans were saying, Haha, you're going to goalkeeper. That's such a downgrade from, from Onana. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I don't know what... what I know he had some games where he was being pressed and he kind of like would, would fluff it out of bounds. But like, that's also the smart thing to do in some instances, you know, just to, to put it out of danger. He doesn't get the same pressing. I think people know not to really overcommit to pressing Inter because we can hit you on the counter so well. And I thought he was fantastic um, really in every facet of the game. Uh, he did have one instance where where a ball was played to him a little a little too rough. I don't remember if it was Bisek or Darmian on that side, but one of them did, and it kind of like skipped over his his boot, and yeah, he was able to compose himself and, and kick it over to Bastoni, which, I mean, it gave me a little bit of a scare. Just I may have had some Radu flashbacks, but you know what? Uh, yeah, he's, he's he is, I will say, I mean, as much as I love Marcus Turam, I, I think Sommer is my favorite signing of the season. 11th clean sheet in 16 games. Too easy. 11th clean sheet, which has got to be some sort of record for... I wonder if he's ever had 11 clean sheets over a season in the Bundesliga. I'm sure he has. It's definitely the most talented defense he's ever played, but it's not like... It's not like he hasn't had to make big saves. He has. It's not like he hasn't had to distribute the ball. He has. And he's, he's come up big... For us every single time. Um, just a stellar stellar keeper, man. It, it feels so good to have that safety back there. We talked about Bisek. Um, super comfortable with him being an option for us moving forward. Uh, even in the Champions League, I'm comfortable. Even if we get into the... I'm, I'm comfortable with him. I, I'm okay if he's on the, uh, the uh, starting lineup. Um, no matter how long Dumfries is out and Pavard seems to be coming back shortly, but it will take time for him to get into it. Um, so I'm comfortable seeing Bisek over these these next few games. Achebe, what did you think of uh, of his game today? Yeah, no, Achebe was, was incredible. Um, you know, our, our whole de- defense has been strong all season, but Achebe's been... Him and DeVry, in my opinion, have been the two best actual defenders. And, I mean, the guy is just, he's just calm. He really is. He's a calming presence back there. He knows what to do. What he lacks in speed, he makes up for him, his mentality, his read of the game. And, I mean, I'm I'm very pleased with his performance, for sure. Um, and speaking of, of uh, you know, this this performance he uh, speaking of his like positioning um a lot of those Lazio shots came came off of him like he he was getting himself in the right positions to block those shots so uh really terrific performance from him um as he continues to try to establish himself over the who's having another great season and unfortunately um not participating today because of injury bastoni um this game was different from what I'm used to seeing from Bastoni, because in the first half, virtually, you know, had no influence in terms of the offensive side of the game. I think, you know, it was very safe passing. He wasn't really getting into the combinations with DiMarco. He was also suffering on the defensive end in the second half. It was much more improved, but still only like one, you know, mazy run and maybe a couple diagonal balls. But for him, 
it still feels like he is working through getting his fitness back and maybe even his confidence, you know, from not being on the pitch. He needs a, a little bit extra just to um to get back to being, you know, the left center back that you see marauding up and down the pitch and and um being dangerous for this team. Yeah. No, I completely agree with everything you say. I mean, I don't really have anything to add to it because I would probably just be repeating the same things that you said. So yeah. Uh, Hakan for you today. Um, anything stand out about his game? He had a few instances where he, where he he did good in in challenging, um, but I feel like he was just a little a little off with his touch. His passing didn't seem as sharp either. Um, wasn't a bad performance. It just wasn't what we had, we've been seeing from him for most of the season. So, yeah, he got muscled off the ball a couple times, and also it felt like mm. his um his passing did it feel like it was a little bit too like too rough or too hard like he was really pinging balls into players around yeah, him. yeah it was felt it, like yeah he was like almost like rushing like yeah I, I don't know i don't know if he if that was really a tactical thing where he was kind of instructed to be quick with it but i don't know i don't know yeah just something felt uh yeah a little off with him Mickey, one of the better performances from him. I thought he did really good um, coming deep and playing out of tight spaces. And I also, he did get on the end of a couple opportunities, didn't put them away. But a player that's been much maligned from both of us this year, uh, what'd you think of the Armenian today who put in a full 90? Always a full 90 with this guy. No matter what he does, <laughs> he's always going to play 90. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad either. I think the only thing that really upset me was the ball that he shot right at Provadel in the second half. I thought he had options in the middle where he could have played it off. Um, I wish he would have. You know, it could have been, I think it would have been either either Klaassen or, well, Arnatovic was a little bit of a trailer. But I think one of them would have been able to get on the ball if he would have just played it off and, and had an easy tap in. Listen, uh, it wasn't a bad game either by him, but it just wasn't something that he just never does anything that makes you say, wow, like now I understand why he's starting week in and week out and playing 90. I just. Yeah. And he's got to put some of those, some of those chances away. But is it safe to say first half, but was early season, Nicolo getting a little frustrated and second half, but was the world-class player that we're, we're used to seeing. You thought he was getting frustrated? In the first half, he was doing his, his whole throwing the arms around kind of thing, you know. Yeah, but I still think that he was was playing the ball well, pinging it out. He had a few that he pushed out wide to to Darmian, which I think were really well played. Um, I mean, I thought the passing was crisp. I thought his hustle was was good. The intensity was there. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess he was getting frustrated, but I, but I still think he played like a really good game i don't not many bad things that i could i can't even really think of one bad thing truthfully i'm sure if i watch the game again i could find something but he's listen he's my favorite player um but yeah i think i think he's like just back to his his world-class uh abilities and i listen you know he lost a kid so I can um I yeah. can understand the the stinkers that he was dropping earlier. I mean I feel like that would affect any man. So to see him now back playing at his best, it, it's it's I think that's going to be really helpful in this title run for sure. Especially since we were winning without him, but I think now he just really gives another another level. And got himself an assist. So the goal 
contributions are um, are beginning to tick up a little bit. Uh, Darmiano, what more can you say about the guy? Just Probably, seriously, what more can you say? Like, I feel like we're just repeating ourselves too, saying the same things. The guy's just every single time he plays, we say the same. It's like yeah, he's everything you want in in a player. He's just just a constant. He really is just a constant calming presence and and always. Never puts a, a foot a foot wrong. Never makes a mistake. Never misplays a ball. Never loses his man. He can get beat on some, but his recovery is right there. Like I mean, I, I love Darmian. I think, I think that he may go down as one of the most unheralded players in Italian football. But I think he'll he should also be remembered as one of the most consistent performers. Yeah, without question. And to make the Darmian combo a little bit more. Interesting. Um, where do you prefer him as the backup to Pavard and right center back over Bisek or as even the starter at, at right wing back? Mm, tough. That's a tough one. I guess I guess because of his importance, I would want him to be the starter at right wing back. Um, I don't think he's, it's a bad thing for him to back up Pavard. I don't even think it's a bad thing for him to be the third choice. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's a tough one. But yeah, I think I'd rather him start at right wing back. Or, but, then, but then you can't sell Dumfries. I don't know. That's tough. Uh, Lautaro Martinez, his 15th goal in the league this year. Um, he's now scored the most Serie A goals for Inter in a calendar year since 2000 with 29 over Milito and Vieri each with, uh, with 28. Uh, paid tribute to um, Bahia Blanca, where he's from in Argentina. There was a, apparently a big storm and 13 people were killed. So this is probably a really emotional game. I, I didn't know that prior to you know him show, lifting up his shirt and, and showing the message. Um, but just so consistent, um, such a great captain for this team. And this guy's renewal cannot get done any sooner. Put pen to paper and secure this thing. Yeah, no, this guy, I want him to be a lifer. I want him to be like the new Zanetti, to stay at Inter forever. Um, listen, I know I know. last season I said things out of anger um, about him, but his loyalty to the club was never in question, and I think that goes a long way. You know, I mean, listen, we saw... We saw that with Icardi, right? Where there was moments where you could question his loyalty, where he was kind of flirting with other clubs or, or entertaining leaving and stuff. Lati has never done that. Yeah, I mean, there's been interest from clubs. Don't that's not. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, no, I think that he's a guy that you just kind of the way Ferrari looks at Leclerc is, you know, just lock him up, keep him there, don't let him go. No matter the price, no matter the cost, just I think that he's a guy that should be at the club for forever, and I would love to see him have the same type of longevity at Inter that uh, that Zanetti had. Three goals away from tying Nyers for the most Serie A goals in a calendar year with Inter. Um, two games coming up, Lecce and Genoa. Does he get it done? He gets two against Lecce and one against Genoa, and he gets it done. Beautiful. Nothing would make me happier. And he should sign that contract on that day. Um, Turam, you know, we spoke about him at length already, but he uh, gets himself on the score sheet. Another 
do we have the best forwards in Europe? These two, Lautaro and Turam. Without a question. Like right now, yes. Uh, you know, you can't look at, you can't tell me an EPL team has anything better. You can't, I'm sorry. You can't tell me Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Uh, maybe Bayern is the only team that's like close in terms of, if, you know, what they have across the front three, really. Maybe you can, listen, I, I would listen to an argument for, for Bayern. Um, but other than that, there's no other team. You know, some people, I had one guy just now telling, tweeting at me that, uh, you know, Gabriel Jesus is better than Turan, but he's not better than Lautaro. So there's no way that they're better than Arsenal. And I'm like, scoring goals isn't a strength in his game. I don't want to hear that from a striker. I don't want to hear that. Like, how can you tell me he's better when, when he knows that the most important thing for a forward to do isn't a strength of his? It just doesn't make sense. Right now, Inter has the best front two or forward department, whatever you want to call it, in Europe. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not paying those people. I know the draw for the Champions League is tomorrow at noon Eastern. I'm for telling those you, man. Interested. I, it's going to be, it's gonna be an easier. It's going to be, no, no. I mean, yeah, because of Twitter, yes. But it's going to be an easier route to the quarterfinals than Porto was. The way they match up is is pretty interesting. Where Arsenal is super susceptible to the counter, and we are they the, have two uh, goalkeepers who can't stop a beach ball. Like I'm not worried. Like whether you play Ramsdale, whether you play Raya, yo, you can get Manuel Almunia back. It doesn't matter, man. You're giving up. You're gonna be giving up goals. That's a and fucking it's throwback. Gonna, it's gonna be easier for us to dog walk them than it was <laughs> against Milan in the semis. I really, and I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even trolling. Like nobody on that team worries. Like Odegaard is the only guy. You negate him. I'm not worried about Declan Rice. Like, uh, what? No. Odegaard is like their their weak version of Modric, and I mean that like, yeah, he's he's just a weak version of Modric. Like, he tries to be pinging passes and, and be the, the metronome in the midfield. It, bro, we can counter that easily. Nobody, no, Martinelli doesn't worry me. Gabriel Jesus doesn't worry me. Saka definitely doesn't worry me. Like that back line, dude. Nobody, nobody on that team would be a, would be. I wouldn't take a single player from their squad and put them in our squad over anybody. Maybe Odegaard over Mickey. I was Maybe. gonna say that. I was literally just Maybe. thinking. I was like, how okay, do I? Yeah, I was like, all right, wait a minute. Maybe that one, but that's yeah. That's that's a maybe, but look how long it took him to adapt to even develop. Like I remember, he was signed by by Real, and they were like hailing him as like the next big midfielder. It took him this long to develop. How long would it take for him to adapt to to Serie A? So I mean, I don't know. I would I would also uh, not over any of our Careful. starters, uh, not Careful. over any of our starters, but I would take Tomiyasu in a heartbeat. That's a good player. That's a really good player. Yeah, but I'm talking about starting. Like, I don't, no, like, yeah, not. like, yeah, sure. Like, there's players on their team that I don't, I wouldn't mind. Like, yeah, Tomiyasu's one for sure. Uh, Odegaard. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's really anybody else. No, there's no center backs. No, no, that's it. That's it. But anyway, we're gonna talk a lot about that coming, uh, coming on Monday. Just, yeah, just give me Arsenal. Give me Arsenal. I'll take Arsenal. I'll take I mean I'll I'll take all of them. I'm not I'm not worried about anything. You know, we talked about this already, but again, Madrid City, we played them 
hard and they've been faltering a little bit recently. Uh, Madrid, yeah, I don't we played think, well I think against. City wants to avoid us right now. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, all right, so Inter finishes, uh, or not finishes, I guess, and opens up a four-point lead over Juventus. Juventus has Frosinone and Roma coming up to end the year. We have Lecce and Genoa. Milan is nine points back, so we will not include them in the conversation until they get to six six points. Roma, can you do something for me? I, yeah, I really hope so, even though they just lost to a Bologna side that now sits by themselves yeah, but, in fourth place. But Bologna is Bologna, you know. Juve ain't trying to score. Like I feel like th- I feel like if that g- that game's gonna end nil nil, because neither of them are gonna try to score. Bologna, unless four- one of them gets a, a weak penalty, which we all know who it would be. So four points behind Milan, Bologna is tight race for the top four. Tight race for the top four. Um, all right, next race up for Inter is is obviously we have the draw and then Coppa Italia this week against Bologna. Expectation is heavy rotation. Heavy, heavy rotation. Um, like Johnny said earlier, this having won it uh, two years in a row, this is a clear non-priority uh, for this team right now. Um, yeah, I think they'd rather they'd rather give everything they have in the league. Um and not worry about the silverware from the Coppa Italia at this point. Yeah. And that's it. I think we're good to go. Um, great performance from Inter. I really enjoyed that game. We are, uh, we're flying high right now. And we'll see you guys on, is it Wednesday or Tuesday of this week? See you this week um, for Bologna. And we'll react to the draw tomorrow as well on Twitter. I'm sure you'll see. All right. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.